we at Fatanize pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land. Is this thing on? Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Fatanize podcast. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and welcome to another week where we talk about the taboos and issues related to the world of being a fat bitch. We have on the show the glorious Becca, who is on TikTok, who's on Instagram, who is not afraid to call out people for being fatphobic AF. Hello, my dear. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Almost as fabulous as your eyeliner game right now. Can I just say, I know listeners won't be able to see, but your eyeliner game right now, I'm jealous. Very jealous. Oh, thank you. I've, I've been perfecting this for like a decade, so it's nothing. <laughs> yes. Well, it looks glorious. We are going to kick off the show with a topic that I am very, very keen on ranting with you. And ooh, take a moment. It is about mid-sized people kind of taking over the space of the plus-size body positivity movement. And this I wanted to talk about because I saw a video that you posted recently and it was about a woman that was shopping at Zara. And you explained what happened. What was the video about that caused you to comment on the cringy video? Well, okay, let me preface this by saying this creator uh, has done a whole series of these videos called Fat as Zara. Um, basically, she goes to Zara as a size 16 and tries on a uh, size 14 clothing um, just to show that, I guess, you can shop at Zara if you are a size 16. I actually first saw her like several videos ago that she made because she came up on my For You page from other fat creators, kind of like, uh, this is really cringy. Like, what are you doing? So, um, by the time I got to one of her videos and stitched it, um, it, it, I really was not the first person to call her out, but basically, yeah, she just not, not necessarily somebody that people would look at and describe as fat, but she was fully owning the term and just really going for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And look like, obviously, we don't want to tell someone like, you know, how they can describe their bodies and stuff like that. But like, it is definitely a trend I'm seeing lately, especially on TikTok and Instagram of mid-sized people being like the face of the body positivity plus size community. And it's just very frustrating. Like, especially like for say, example, say you and I, we can never even shop at Zara. <laughs> I've never even bothered walking into Zara stores. Cause I'm just like, nothing will ever fit me even being near my size so yeah there is a lot of privilege to put a label on yourself and like you know it's hard because like I know I know she means well but it's just it's just cringy isn't it it's just so cringy yeah Yeah, definitely and like she even made a comment about um why feel fat at Zara because they don't have my size well there's people out there me as an example who can't walk into like any store at all and find my size and even a lot of the brands that have plus sizes still don't have my size they're not fully size inclusive as much as they want to say that they are mm-hmm. that's right yeah because you had that incident with um rihanna with her brand was it last year i'm pretty sure it was where like you know she's well known with her brand savage um savage x fenty that it's in size inclusive but 
you made a viral TikTok video and you were calling her out and being like, actually, no, it's not actually as inclusive as people may think. Yeah, yeah. When I, um, when Savage X Fenty first came out, it was very near and dear to me because at the time I was like really big about like posting photos of lingerie and just showing like, you can be fat, you can be sexy mm. at the same time, like, you know, and um the first few Savage X Fenty shows came out and I was like, this is beautiful, you know, watching the fashion show. And then after, you know, seeing the show and going online and just wanting to be part of this like beautiful movement, I just witnessed um, finding out that they actually did not have my size. And it really hurt because they kind of like went over the top reiterating, like we want all women to feel sexy. We want all women to feel included. And um, they actually just came out with the fourth show. I haven't watched it yet because I'm like, I don't want to feel that way again. So, mm. And you don't want to see Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> That's been me. Because yeah. uh, every, every other year, I'm like, as soon as it comes out on Amazon, I'm just like, I'm going to watch it immediately. And I have no interest because I'm just like, I don't want to see Johnny Depp. And also the fact that it's not properly size inclusive. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I did you. go online to the Savage X Fenty website and see um, the new drops. But um, yeah, none of them were still in my size. So. Stop it. Really? Oh, yeah, none my of the sports God. wear nothing because there's they go up to a 4X, but their 4X mm-hmm. is a US 2022. 20, and I'm wow. a 26 wow and they that's it's just also shocking because it they are such a big brand they have so much money like she's a billionaire for crying out loud but then so there is no like it's very different obviously like if it's like a very small business they're just starting up i can kind of excuse it unless like you know they're all they preach size inclusivity and all that kind of stuff but like they're a juggernaut of a brand and there's so many other brands that could like go up to much larger sizes than that and they aren't as big like for example i will always preach snag tights like snag tights i think go up to like a size 32 i'm pretty sure and mm. like it just yeah there's no excuse no excuse if you're that a bigger brand not to go yeah. the extra mile in size inclusivity yeah yeah i agree and it's honestly like from being at my standpoint where i am and not being able to shop at so many places still it just it feels fucking like insulting like to see like all these like brands like claim inclusivity just because it's trendy but then like feeling excluded still Mm. and then people Mm -hmm. are like well why don't you just lose weight so that you can fit in the 3x if everyone goes up to 3x and you're a 4x why don't you just lose weight and i'm like why should i have to you know I hate, hate that whole argument of just lose weight so you can fit into the sizes. Mm-hmm. Firstly, I do not want to put myself through restrictive dieting, calorie counting, weighing my food, because I do not want to put myself through that again, physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Why should I have to do that in order to fit in a piece of fabric? <laughs> like, right. it's just crazy to me. Like, why is it the cost of my physical, mental well-being? Why is that somehow worth just being able to fit into some brand's piece of clothing when all they can do, they can just literally just go up a size? So much more like frustrating too, because there's so many, um, you know, influencers looping it back around to, we were talking about like the mid-size influencers mm. kind of taking over body positivity. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating because I remember you know, not too long ago, a lot of those people not being able to find clothing in their size. And now it's like, 
they're not it's like it's like they stopped right there with advocating for people in larger bodies to have clothes because I have clothes so I'm good now mm-hmm. and it's just like a lot of a lot of the um influencers who preach about body positivity aren't really interested in fat liberation at all you know yeah they're not interested in talking about like the really difficult stuff and the ways in which people are still being you know excluded yeah yeah that's that's definitely something I wanted to talk to you about was because that they're really now before anyone comes at me in the comments section in my dms and be like being did you want to be grateful enough for these people there you know being positive and body positive movement blah 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 it's just frustrating because this the people i'm not going to mention the names of these people because again i don't want followers to come at me and get hateful all that stuff i can't i can't deal with trolls at the moment it's just very annoying that these people that are mid-size have become the face of the body positive movement because the thing is as well many of them have created brands out of it they've created careers out of it it there's money there there is so much to it but yet they're the face of it and people just think then their issues are what body positive issues is happening in the world. Whereas like, it really isn't. That's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more like those people that, that I showed you in that post, they, they can fit in an airplane seat. They can, you know, they can go to a doctor's office and not be told like, you know, oh, you got to lose weight if you want to get this particular pill that has nothing to do with your weight at all. Like, they can live in a thin society without being discriminated against with their bodies. Like they can do that. Whereas we definitely cannot. From your perspective, how can people that are in say the mid-sized community that are, that do want to, you know, preach body positivity, how can they actually be good allies for plus size people? I think, um, you know, I think that there's nothing wrong with, you know, promoting brands and things like that. But I think just like being, being thankful still, but acknowledging the people who don't have the um, advantages that you might have now, I guess. Mm. And I think definitely like the the people out there that, yeah, are part of the body positive movement, but are mid-size, I think use your platforms to promote plus size people. Use your platforms, not just to talk about issues that affect you, but to also that also affect bodies that are larger than you. I think having platforms like that is such a huge privilege. And yeah, like we need allies. We need people of all sizes to be allies to the plus size community. And yeah, it just feels lately that, yeah, so many of these people that have become the face of it that are mid-size, it's just become all about issues that only affect them. So yeah, I think use your platforms for good. Don't just make it about what affects you, use it what it, use your platform though so that can also what it also affects others yeah yeah and i mm. think too like um a lot of a lot of people too that don't go through it like don't don't experience what it's like to you know not be able to fit in a chair at a restaurant or an airplane seat or things like that like they they can only advocate for it so much because they don't know how it feels so maybe mm. also like amplify other people's voices who are saying like, hey, this is what I'm experiencing in my life as a fat person. This is fucked up. Like, just amplify other people's voices. Yeah, absolutely. So another topic that I want to talk about that is connected to what we were talking about earlier 
is the everyday things that affects fat people that impacts just everyday things that they do and you've spoken about this several times on your TikTok, and i think one of them one of the key ones was about seating did you want to elaborate on like how seating just how finding a seat that actually fits you that can actually hold your weight that just impacts people so much in just everyday life yeah yeah um most people don't know what it feels like to have to google photos of an establishment before they go just to make sure that the seating is going to accommodate you Mm -hmm. and um you know I think that you know just going to a basic restaurant and trying to fit in like a booth or like a patio and the chairs with sides like just little things like that or like even going to a water park where they have this like huge like who knows how much this thing weighs tons and tons. And they're like, no, if you're over 200, 250 pounds, you're way too big for this. And it's like, am I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've had so many instances where I've had to do, I don't like calling it this, but it is, you, you feel that way. It's like the walk of shame after you've lined up for like a good half an hour, an hour for like a roller coaster or like a water slide. And the person just looks you up and down and be like, oh no, you're not gonna fit. Or mm-hmm. the worst is I, I think it was like a couple of months ago, I was with um, one of my clients because I do disability support work. I was with one of my clients and we we're getting in on this roller coaster and the thing that you like pull down above you to clip in, it wouldn't fully clip in. And the person was getting so aggressive trying to like clip it in on me. Like, I don't know. I had like bruises on my belly afterwards. And because, mm-hmm. yeah, they were just like whacking it like and just be like, suck it in. I'm just like. I can't. <laughs> and yeah, so then I had to like walk off and yeah, everyone was just staring and I was just like, oh my God, this is, I wish it wasn't embarrassing, but it is embarrassing. And as I waited by the roller coaster and as my client then just went on the ride by themselves, I noticed each and every time someone else went on, another person had to get kicked off because they were too big. So like, and they, some of the men, some of them were women and yeah, it just, I know that's that's a whole other issue of you know trying to change rides at every theme park so they cater to people of all sizes but i think it just shows that just everyday things of like going to a theme park or for me just doing my job taking my client to a theme park it really impacts me when i can't actually just fit in chairs (laughs) like it fit in roller coaster seats like during the summer i'm expected to take her to water parks and i ask my followers do they have a certain any experiences with this water park that I mentioned? Um, Wet and Wild. It's the Gold Coast, and they were just like, "Oh, they weigh you there." I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> apparently, they weigh you to make because apparently, like each of the tubes or like the um, inflatable things, they have like certain limits as a whole. So yeah, apparently they weigh you, and if you go above that, you have to like go back down the stairs (laughs) so you have to climb all these stairs climb all these hills just to get weighed and apparently it has like a red buzzer or a green buzzer if it's if you're too heavy or too light if you're if you're oh my god it like lights up too oh Mm -hmm. god yeah yeah just not be going there yeah Yeah. Uh uh-huh yeah so i have no idea what i'm gonna do when it comes to that i'm gonna yeah, no idea what I'm going to do about that when it comes to work. And yeah, it's just, it's just things like that. Just like going to theme parks. And then it's also, you know, as you said, going to restaurants, like 
I went to a, a bar the other night and there were chairs there that did not even fit like half an ass cheek. And it was so oh. uncomfortable that stools like, cause they weren't tall enough that you were able to then like, just have your legs on the ground and that holds your body up. It was just so yep. awkward and uncomfortable and I hate uh, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the bar stools that have like the little like rounded backs. <gasps> My ass is so yes. big. I, just, I literally will just keep like sliding forward <laughs> off of it and like keep readjusting myself. Recently, yes. I Googled a place that my friends wanted to go to and I'm like, we can't go there. And they're like, why? I'm like, they have barstools with backs. <laughs> oh my God. I think, I'm trying to think what is my go-to chair that I'm just like insane, just like, yes, that's fine. I think mine would have to be, see, I like a, I like a booth. But as long as the table moves, that's that's everything yeah. for me. If it doesn't move though, then fuck that shit. Hell no. And yeah. then all like, um, oh, how would you describe it? I'm like describing like my ideal table going out. That, that's what that's what fat people think about. <laughs> Actually, it was at I, the yeah. Oh. <laughs> I used to get scared going into like even just waiting rooms at the doctor's office. Like, there's already so much like stress going into the doctor as a fat person, but even just the waiting room, they have those little tiny chairs with the arms. Mm-hmm. But lately I've been noticing um, that a lot of places are starting to get those like double wide ones where it's like, you got what I love them. You got extra room. Yes. I can put my person next to me. And I'm like, why? what was so hard about this? Mm-hmm. What was so hard about this all along? Just throw some of these in there. One of the positives about COVID, I have to say, is that people won't sit near you. And I used to be so self-conscious and be like, oh, this person obviously doesn't want to sit near me because I'm fat, because God forbid I take up more room of this chair and my hips accidentally touch them. Now it's just like, oh, no, people just don't want to sit near me because of COVID. That, that, that's why. That's why yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of stress I would feel going to an airport and just standing there waiting for oh. like the lineup and just like the way all the other passengers would just be kind of like side eyeing you like I don't want to sit next to this fat bitch like mm-hmm. oh god oh That's my the most god. stressful I'm I'm more scared of that part than like the plane malfunctioning or like going down yes to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh did you see the story it was probably like about a month ago and it was this woman and she posted on twitter and she was making this whole big deal because she was sat between two fat people so she got compensated for her seat because she had to sit with two next to two fat people. Wow. And she was all like, oh, I was so uncomfortable. They were touching me. It was invading my space. And it's just like, um, honey, honey, they're probably uncomfortable too. <laughs> right. And then they don't, they don't want to accommodate the fat person for being uncomfortable. <laughs> They're just like, no, the poor thin person, no. <laughs> yeah. They have to deal with their bodies being uncomfortable in a chair, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I know in, um, I've heard a lot of stories, like horror stories about people just like being berated by random strangers on airplanes. And it's just mm. so sick. So it's like, look at this chair. Like, what other chair do you know that is this small? Mm-hmm. realistically besides for like children's chairs <laughs> yes there are some children's chairs that are more comfortable than like um some of the plane chairs honestly mm-hmm. yeah and then there's that whole stupid argument of just like you should buy two two plane chairs to um two seats then it's just like have you seen the cost of trying to get it trying to get an yeah. airplane ticket as it is my god 
Yeah. Speaking of flying too, fears of flying, that was another thing. And one of my TikTok videos that like unlocked a new fear for people was like the idea of losing your luggage and being on vacation and like not being able to get new clothes anywhere because nobody has your size that yeah when that idea was presented to me I was like well that just that just blew my mind that's a new fear but Uh, a lot of people are like oh just put some extra clothes in your carry-on so I will always do that now but can you imagine yep that is gonna be a new habit I now have whenever I fly clothes in carry-on as well imagine losing your clothes and you're somewhere that doesn't carry plus sizes like yeah. oh like 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 for example like particular like say in asian countries because like a lot of the sizing is really small over there mm-hmm. what the hell did you do if you got i guess i'd be buying a sewing machine and some fabric i don't know i guess so <laughs> i guess you'll be doing some sewing on your vacation yeah <laughs> But yeah, that's the thing. Thing people don't think about that. They could just go into any store in in a mall or a shopping center, and then they're just like, "Yep, I got these pants for ten bucks. They fit me. Cool." Whereas yeah. for us, it's like a journey. It's like an investigation. We're crying yeah. out loud. You, you I, I just do don't research. get why we have to like beg people to take our money. Like, why I am I know. begging you to have product to sell me? It's just it's wild. It's very stupid. Very, very stupid. <laughs> uh, so to finish off today's episode, what I do every single week with my guests, we share our fave fat friendly find of the week. And that is brands, products that actually cater to the plus size community and aren't fat phobic AF. So my dear, what is your fave fat friendly find of the week? Um, I really want to plug the brand What Low Once. Um, I got this dress. I it's probably like still one of my favorite dresses since I got it, but it's a very form-fitting kind of like bodycon dress. And I don't have a lot of like really form-fitting stuff that I feel super comfortable in. Um, they're really inclusive, they focus on sustainability, and they also ship to Australia. So Yes, very nice. With all the other social media platforms going to shit right now, particular, of course, Twitter, the Elon Musk of the world, I would recommend people if they want more plus size content, if they want more content that doesn't feel like it's a cesspool of trash, check out Sun Sunroom. They are very much uh, plus size inclusive. Like, because you know, with Instagram, if you're a plus size person and if you post something that's a bit risque, you will get censored. You will have your image removed because God forbid you show too much rolls or too much skin as a plus size person. And yeah, Sunroom, it's a fantastic platform. It was actually started up by, I think one of the women that was part of Bumble. And yeah, so it's a lady startup and it's a fantastic platform that's safe for sex workers, for people that are plus size, size inclusive, um, LGBTQIA plus inclusive. It's a great platform. And it's also great if you're a content creator and want to make some moolah as well, because there's like the system where you can like tip people. So then yeah, you can actually make money from your content. So recommend Sunroom. If you're tired of Instagram, tired of Twitter, just tired of the internet because of a certain billionaire that needs to really go to therapy and text his mum back, um, try Sunroom. (laughs) I'm Uh, about to try right now. (laughs) BRB. (laughs) Uh, well thank you so much becca for coming on to the show i know it was such a journey to get you on the show that is my bad (laughs) but i really 
I'm really, really appreciative that you are coming onto the show to speak about all the issues that we spoke about. Where can people find you? Where can people find you if they want more of your rants? So you can find me on TikTok at Becca Plus Fashion and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at just Becca Plus. Fabulous. Well, if anyone wants to find you, they can head on over to today's show notes. But yes, big thank you for coming onto the show, Becca. I greatly appreciate it. And thank you so much, listeners, for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed our chat, if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. And I will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. We at Fatanize pay our respect to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. This land is and always will be Aboriginal land.